0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. You said that you should not have a life of prayer on the foundation of emotions, only. I said emotions can be helpful, but I said the foundation of emotion only, only. What if you remain consistent, but you still don't have the connection? how do you move forward wait for the lord wait for the lord be consistent focus on the quality focus on understanding and wait for the lord sometimes we don't feel the connection for some reason or another as we read in psalm in the first psalm in the in the 12th hour of the day david says I have waited for you, O Lord. My soul has waited for your law. My soul has hoped in the Lord. From the morning watch till night. From the morning watch, let Israel hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is mercy and great is his temptation. There is a virtue called waiting for the Lord. So just wait for the Lord. Sometimes the Lord comes in the fourth watch. Wait for the Lord and the connection will happen. What if I have bad thoughts? Believe me, when actually you fall spiritual canon, your mind and your heart and your spirit will be full of holy and righteous things. So this in itself will cast away bad thoughts. Don't entertain them. How do I overcome sleepiness? For example, I woke up early to pray, but I have trouble focusing for prayer the rest of the day. Uh, You need to get enough sleep. For example, if you if you sleep at two in the morning and then you wake up at six, definitely. But you need to rest if you want actually to wake up early to pray. You need to sleep early. I remember when I entered the monastery. The midnight praises start at 4. So I remember the first advice I got in the monasteries, you told me, you need actually to wake up, to to sleep maximum by 9. So at least from 9 to 3, we will have 6 hours of sleep. And then if you wake up at 3, get ready, so we will be in the church at at 4. And during our time, we did not have electricity in the monastery. So we have a generator. So Yani, the abbot of the monastery, he used actually to turn off the generator around 8, 8.30. So even if you want to, to, to stay up, you cannot, there is no electricity. I, I'm going to say I'm going to light a candle. So that's why when we wake up at 3 in the morning in this church, we were very alert. Until now, when I come here to the monastery, I, I sleep early so I can attend the tasbihah while I am alert. But if, if I stay up until 1, and then come to 3 4, I, I'll be sleeping. Your body needs rest, so you need to manage your sleep time. What should you do if you have been praying about something for a while, and feel like nothing changed about the situation? Sometimes God says no, sometimes God says yes, Sometimes guests say not now. You need to trust God and pray for His will to be done. But for sure, regardless whether God say yes or He said no or He said not now, you will have peace if you trust God with His will. But if you insist on your will, maybe you will not have peace. But if you trust God that his will is the best for you, then actually you will have peace. How can we love God? The Lord said, he who loves me, keep my commandment." So keep his commandments. Keep his commandments and actually the love of God will be poured in your heart. How do you overcome random thoughts that are not good? Isaac of Syria said, any thought Turn it to prayer. When you turn it into prayer, actually Satan will stop bringing random thoughts or bad thoughts to you. For example, if I'm attacked now with thought of envy or judgment, if I turn it to prayer, God help me to overcome this thought. And I renounce Satan in the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce you Satan. Then, every time Satan comes to me, as St. James said, resist the devil and he will escape, he will run away. So, every time Satan comes to me with a thought, I actually will attack. In this way, actually, Satan will stop attacking you. How do we know that our service in a church is efficient and people are actively benefiting? Yourself, actually, you need to be faithful and wise. Who is a faithful and wise steward? Also, check with your Sunday school coordinator, check with Abouna. Uh, there has to be some parameters uh, actually to examine yourself. For example, do you do visitation? How you do visitation? Uh, just texting or by phone or in person? Do you prepare the lesson? How you prepare the lesson? Just reading it from the internet in the morning, Sunday morning, or you, you read and prepare and pray, pray about it for one week or ten days in advance. You know uh, how you follow up with your uh, class. What material are giving them? What activity are giving them? So uh, there has to be some parameters to be set with your Sunday school coordinator, and you need to examine uh, yourself and your service uh, regularly. How do I know when something is God's will? from when he is asking me to make a choice. What's God's will? God's will is your sanctification, as St. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 4. So, if there is a decision that will take you away from God, it's not God's will. But there are some things that are not clear like this. For example, I have to drop offers, whether this or that. Here, actually, maybe we need Yani, with prayer that God may enlighten your way. You need to do like a table uh, to compare offer number one, offer number two, and that, what are the pros and cons for each one. And maybe you need to consult with some people uh, who have experience in this uh, field. So, and after you develop this table over, not in one session, maybe over one week or ten days, uh, and you write every single pro and con under the two options. I think after with prayer, after you look at the table, you will be able to make a choice. But I I want to emphasize, the will of God, at the end, God, it doesn't matter if you take this job or not the, the job. What matters to God is your sanctification. This is the will of God, your sanctification. And one of the very beautiful verses God will guide those who miss the way. So even if you do your part, and at the end, you miss the way, but with good intention, not with a rebellious heart, God will guide you, God will guide you. Once we overcome certain sins by the grace of God, how can we maintain this purity? and instead of going back, of pursuing new ones is being super pure possible. You know, sometimes Satan will actually give me this anxiety about maintaining my purity. And when I am so anxious about it, so I am tempted to fall in it again. You said you overcome these sins by the grace of God, so you need to abide in this grace to maintain your purity and to attain the super purity that you are uh, saying or uh, asking about and how actually to abide in the grace of God, actually by spiritual canon when you committed your spiritual canon, you are abiding in the grace of God Our canon will help us grow in our spiritual faith and relationship with God. How frequently should we change or increase our canon as we grow up? This actually should be discussed with your spiritual father. For example, as I said, maybe you can start with two prayers. Then after some time, your spiritual father maybe will say three prayers. Maybe he will say, no, now you can say five prayers. Maybe at the beginning he will tell you, Two psalms in each prayer. He will tell you now five psalms. So this will be discussed with your spiritual father. How do you break the feeling of not wanting to pray and choosing prayer over other earthly desire? It needs two things grace from God and a decision from you. For example, if you woke up in the morning and you have No desire to go to work or no to go to school. But you know, you have to go to work, otherwise you will be fired. So, you force yourself. And you need to have this mindset also about prayer. The question is not, I want or I don't want. The question is, should I pray? Yes, I will pray no matter what. I will pray no matter what. So, I will pray regardless. I will pray regardless. But this is grace of God, from God also. So you need to ask God to help you with His grace to be able to pray regardless. There have been occasions when one sins that they become more scared of the world like who will see them rather than what bad will feel. How do we change that? Actually, sometimes God will use this to lead us to repent. So, if we don't repent because of the fear of God, but I am scared that people may see me and my reputation. So, this actually, God can use it temporarily to bring people to repentance. And then, once we get closer to God, and we have the fear of God in our heart, this will change. So, to answer your question, how this will change? By having the fear of God in our heart. How do you keep yourself busy after finishing your daily canon? You may have too much free time. Actually, there are many other things you you can do. Uh, Spiritual things and other things actually can also, like sports, it can be helpful, music can be helpful, but especially you can learn it as Beha, you can learn the hymns, you can uh, uh, read more, you can listen to sermon more, you can um, serve, you can go visit uh, people who are sick, you can visit people who are homeless, you can visit orphans, so again, with, uh, with your spiritual father, he can assign you some services in the church if you have to retire but you need to keep yourself busy because if you are not busy then actually Satan will will, um, will use this free time to tempt you I understand that Bible reading as well as spiritual books help you grow in your canon but how do you truly read to benefit and learn and not just read without meaning? Are there any tips or practices to get most out of our daily readings. You need to read with your own eye, understand with your own mind, reflect in your heart, apply in your life. Read with your eye, understand with your mind, reflect in your heart, apply in your life. In the Bible, when you read the chapter, search for six things. You can find two, four, three, not all of them. Number one, is there any promise from God? For example, don't be afraid, I am with you. It's a promise. Is there any privilege you are if we are children who are heirs? That's privilege you are children of God. Number three, is there any revelation about God? For example, when he said, I am the good shepherd, I am the light of the world. That's a revelation about God. Number four, is there any Benefit from a biblical character, what you learn from David, Joseph, Daniel, John the Baptist, Mary, Martha, etc. Number five, is there any direct commandment, like honor your father and mother? Number six, is there any direct prohibition, thou shalt not kill, for example? So, while you are reading this chapter, look for these six things direct commandment, any prohibition, any privilege, any promise, uh, any revelation about God's attributes, any biblical character you can benefit from. How do I know when I am ready to increase my spiritual canon if I don't want my Father of Confession recommendation? Discipleship is very important. Sometimes Satan asks us to increase our spiritual canon, then make us fall in pride. There are many stories in the paradise of monks about this. That's why discipleship and following the direction of your spiritual father is a must. Uh, don't follow your own desire. This can be a temptation from the devil for pride and glory. How do you balance emotions with spirituality? Should we embrace all? kinds of feelings, yes, emotions, nothing wrong with emotions. But I'm speaking about what we call it, emotional Christianity. Emotional Christianity is Christianity that is based only, only on emotions. You know, this is very dangerous because emotions can change easily. For example, if you watch a movie, you can cry, so you know, it's just a movie. So, if you are busy building your spiritual life, just you know I charge it you with some songs and, and you, you became you felt your spiritual high, uh, and then it's of the, the emotional Christianity is like a fire in a hay. Go up very, very quickly and after this go down. But spirituality is like you are. Uh, scribing on rock so it will be permanent but to have emotions I'm not against having emotion. but to be the, the sole uh, foundation of your spirituality that's not right not right so again I am not against having emotions uh, emotions actually can be helpful and, and, and actually emotions is a gift from God to us So definitely we can use this gift to glorify God, but don't base your uh, spirituality only and solely on emotion. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.